We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Feels good to be back in the building. It, it was a little weird because we pre-taped our wrestling show last week, so it's been almost a full week not being in here. It's nice. Shout out to everyone in production. Producer Cole Bebe hooking stuff up um, to start this show. So it is nice to be back in here. Nice to be at the desk. Nice to be talking to everyone here. If uh, we look a little brighter today, it's because we're testing things out for the YouTube. We are getting all of this going. Brian, production, making sure that we look better uh, on the YouTube. We got like some comments saying it was a little dark in here. Like they couldn't see our our beautiful faces. Well, mine, the, the old man just looks like a curmudgeon, but it's okay. You get to see his discontent a little bit better on every show. So hopefully you guys are appreciating that as well. Today is an MMA show. We're going to recap UFC 272. When the mega powers exploded. <laughs> Talk about if it lived up to the hype. I see a lot of people uh, feeling a little weird about this one. So we'll talk about that. What's next for both main eventers? Where do they go from here? We'll also talk about Kayla Harrison signing her new deal with PFL. Uh, re up to go back there, what that means for her, what it means for Bellator, what it means for women's MMA. And then we'll talk about this weekend's upcoming card as well. We have another one. The UFC is just cranking out cards back to back to back. Um, no, no rest in sight for UFC cards. So we'll be talking about that as well. But Dre, this weekend, the number one thing on my agenda is not combat sports. It's not a fight card. It's not even pro wrestling. It's me hosting... The Hail Baby Shower, which I'm taking extremely serious. <laughs> like, I've been watching nothing but Family Feud clips on my YouTube page. I am ready. I'm going to be the utmost professional but is, until I get drunk. Yeah, well, this will be something else. Yep, Baby Shower this weekend. Uh, not like yet, you listeners out there care. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're actually having a baby shower. The last one, the baby came when we tried yeah, to do the baby quick shower. Fast. I was like, hey, whoops. <laughs> So this time we we having a baby shower, men versus women, very co-ed. And my wife was like, you think Kel could host it? And I was like, I'm sure he would. <laughs> I was like, let me just text him. And you were like, of course. And I told her because he was like, do you think he lets nobody? I was like, he will give me 15 minutes. <laughs> and yes. So game night, baby showers, baby's coming, baby's coming. Quick, quick, fast. Uh, you know how I know your wife doesn't listen to this show. She asked me to host this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like she had no idea. Yeah, that's why I know she she's just oblivious to my ways. But it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. Have something special planned for that as well, which I'm sure I'll catch all the people up on afterwards. Cause I'm not telling you either. But that made me think this is going to be the first baby shower I go to where I don't partake in the games. And I feel like it's good. Why? Because I am the king of baby shower games. So why won't you partake? I'm not going to partake. I'm going to host. I want to give everyone else a chance. But guessing how many gummy bears are in the baby bottle, um, doing the diaper change. 
which people do. Um, what else is there? You name a game at a baby shower. I got it. Every time, the little the bingo cards, if people do parenting bingo, I got three of these little rugrats. Mm-hmm. I, I cross off every category. So it's good. I get to give people a chance. I get to host. It is going to be a great time. It's funny because this is the only regard where you aren't the old man. No. I'm the old man in this. And it's cool to see you going through, again, another cycle of parenthood. I mean, it'd be easier if I knew, you know, if the baby was a boy or a girl, but neither here nor there because shopping for you is like the craziest thing. I love that your registry is all white and grays. Yep, easy. That's it. Yeah. You're, you're like Moon Knight. That's, hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever this baby comes, it's just be white, white and gray. gray. Yeah. That's it. Shit, and if it's a girl, I mean, if it's a boy and if it's wearing pink, it's going to be at home because that's like Kennedy's old stuff. Yeah, like Cameron. Yeah. Sorry, right, we're taking it back. Get a little fur coat. Yeah, dip set out. Yeah, so, you know. It's cool. It's 2022, baby. We can do anything. Exactly. So it's uh, it's weird, though, because how are you feeling now that we're approaching? Because honestly, we're doing this show. I don't even know what day it is. It's middle of the week. But then we have our weekend show after baby shower. It's like at any point, the at baby could be here. Yeah. So I might not have a million more of these shows before you you bounce for a month. How are you feeling now that it's coming up because having one, one is all right. You brace a lot for one. You do a lot of research. You know, you try to be super parent. Yeah. Two is a doozy. There's no bracing for two. How are you feeling? Dog, this sucks. Like, <laughs> how, like when you have the one, you don't know what's about to happen. So everything is like a surprise. So you're like, ah, surprise, baby's coming. Ah, surprise this. Now you know it's coming. So like you anticipate it. It's like, <laughs> uh, like when you go on a roller coaster for the first time, and then some people won't ride it the second time because you remember how it felt the first time. I'm at that point. Like, I was like, ah, damn. Because, like, the other night, my wife was having, like, contractions. So I got the timer out. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready for the hospital. I'm not ready for the baby. I'm not, I want it to be healthy. Like, I'm scared. Like, I'm anxious. Like, I want to see what this thing is. Kennedy just wakes up every day and is like, baby's coming. You know, she's, she's hype. She's excited. She's super excited. All right. I feel like... Girls usually are. Like, my girls were very excited. My son, not so much when he had his younger siblings. And then he got super hype after the babies, like, started growing up. But outside of I mean, to be fair, he really still doesn't do much with the other kids. Like, girls are very helpful. But are you worried about the whole, like, you're not an only child anymore. You got to share. Yeah. You got to split time. Like, I was the only child growing up. Yep. I was. You were, you were too. Yep. Now... To me, that was the hardest thing to balance because I never had a sibling. I didn't know how that worked. Like, my ex-wife at the time had siblings, so I guess, like, she was more prepared for all this. But that's my biggest learning curve as a parent so far is how my kids kind of interact with each other, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know because I was talking about this yesterday. I was looking at Kennedy, and I was like, "There there is a life where my daughter will remember where she didn't have a sibling. But the sibling will always remember Kennedy. Like, there's always going to be siblings and the parents. I grew up, I didn't have any siblings, so I I don't know how this works. I look at my wife, she's got two siblings, and they are wildly different from each other, and they they click up, and they argue, and they do all this stuff. (laughs) And I'm trying to think, because, like, my daughter's sitting there excited, and I'm like, I don't think you know what's about to happen, because, yeah, like, I have to, we got a baby. Yeah. Expressing this over you. She sleeps in our bed. She She still crawls into my bed every night. And me and my wife look at each other like, what are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> when this baby comes, you can't sleep here. You got to go in your room. Yeah. Right? Like, There's only have, so much space. Yeah. Like, we're running out of room here. And she's like, no. And Please I'm don't like, put the baby in the bed. Put the baby in the bassinet. Can I? Look, I swear I told you this five years ago. Put the baby in the bassinet, bassinet on the side of the bed. Don't let the baby touch the bed. Go from breastfeeding into the bassinet. Breastfeeding yeah, into the bassinet. I, I'm not breastfeeding, so I'm I mean, not yeah, calling that shot. That's so <laughs> if my wife decides that she wants to put that baby in the bed because the baby wakes up every two hours, that's on her. You I, just got to You got to then get up. She gets up to breastfeed. The baby's knocked out. Baby milk coma. You get the baby. You put the baby back in the bassinet. See, she then reaches, pull the baby. It's like a a, a little. Well, we got yeah, line going on. We got like all our registry guests to come. So we got like this one bassinet that's like a swivel. So it like swivels into the bed and you put the baby there and you like push it away. So we got that. The problem was is when we had my daughter, like as soon as she would touch the bassinet, she'd start crying. You got to let her rock. No. 
<laughs> Couldn't do it. Like that, that crying, I can't, I can't do it. So she slept in our bed. You're a punk. Like, yes. You gotta no. let them cry through it. Mm-mm. No, man. It's and then I just never slept. So she just slept on me all the time. So it is what it is. Let's, Hopefully this let's new do one better. Mm. What I, they say, you knew better, you do better, you now know better. Look, <laughs> if, this, if, if this new child decides that, look, man, I'm telling you, whenever I took my daughter out of the bassinet and then I went to put her back in, it was like, ah! like it was like every time it was like a button. Second and, kids seem to take better to the other stuff, though. I remember, like, my oldest daughter, who is now 16 and a half in driving, but when she was little, she had a pacifier at all times. So she was like three and a half. I was very Puerto Rican with it. Like she was like a grown, a grown little child walking around with a pacifier. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't be a stereotype. Like we, we got to go. Like that and like in the stroller, like I gave up the stroller quick, quick fast. But she, she did like all the mistakes. Like we had all the mistakes with her. She was the trial baby. She understands that she's fine with it now. But the other kids, easy. No pacifiers, never slept in a bed. Like, my oldest daughter, Leia, was just like Kennedy. Come into the bed middle of the night. I'm just like, man. But once she had a sibling that could sleep in her room with her, even though the bed sizes were different or whatever, it was easy. She was like, cool, I'll stay in my room because my other sibling's in the room too. And they're like two. And they hung out together. So I feel like you're going to have an easy go at it. I hope so. If it's a boy, it'll be super easy. I hope, I mean, I, no, I take that is, back. If it's a boy, it's going to be wildly difficult. Whatever it is, is going to be difficult. Because, like, when nah. I when I had my daughter, like, I was working at, I just started at Champions at the time. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't really have to do anything. And now it's like, with everything that I'm doing now, oh, it's a new ball game. It like, is a lot more. Not Because, you know, we did the podcast back the then. wife is super busy. Yeah, she, you know, she's an attorney. Like, I'm, I got 12 weeks of paternity. I'm using all that. <laughs> Trust and believe. Yeah. No, I mean, on, on the real, like, it is so much different this time than it was last time. I mean, again, congrats. I don't know how I didn't start off with this. With, for your 873rd job and jumping in Fight Nation Serious radio, you forgot already. You just came from I know, me. I just did. You just did the show. <laughs> I just did Fight Nation like, right before walking in here. With Big yeah, Mac. Got, yep. uh, congrats yeah. on picking up another job. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 weird that, like, there's so many things. Our Heroes Rock. This is, like, yeah. the year. Um, a lot of stuff coming up. Yes. And then New Baby and No Sleep. New Baby and No Sleep. And then the other thing is you have a five-year-old that wants attention. I got. It's not like I was telling my daughter the other night, I was like, you still got to get up for school, fool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you still got to... I have to still manage your life because yeah. you can't feed yourself. You can't You can't do anything. So it's like, I got to take her to school, come back with... Man, I'm not ready. Well, at least that's better than having, like, a one-year-old and a two-year-old because then nobody's going to school. That's true. And they, they all just on you. Yeah, get one of them out the house. Yeah, yeah. You got, like, seven hours of reprieve because the little baby does nothing but sleep, Ugh. from what I remember. Um, I don't remember much about little babies, but I think they just sleep all day. That uh, just I don't remember babies crying that much. I do. Really? Yes. I'm so far removed from the game. Yeah, like you, you are you are old man in this. You got kids that are trying to drive cars. My daughter's yeah. trying to drive a big wheel. It's not my son's birthday today. Oh, so my birthday, youngest, Cass? yeah. So Cass is twelve today. Damn, his last year of not being a teenager. So next year, I have all teenagers. They'll be seventeen, fifteen, and thirteen. Oh, yo, Cass was just three years old, and I'm taking him to like UFC fights, right. and cool. he's trying to climb on you and Marcus because he's like fellow light skinned people. Come here. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was like exactly. yesterday. <laughs> he just gravitated toward you two. Um, but yeah, now he's just like a, a giant nerd, like the rest of us and playing a million video games. I asked him what he wanted for his birthday and it was literally just switch games. That was it. So I'm getting him the new Pokemon that is like open world, I guess, or something, which he's hype about. He wants breath of the wild cause he hasn't played it. Wow. So he was like, dad, I keep hearing good things. It's a goat video. So I was like, all right, man, I'll get you breath of the wild. And then I told him I'll surprise him with one other one. I was just going to ask you and Cole what to get him. But <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, he ain't there yet. I don't want to ruin the kids' future. Cole just brought up Elden Ring. And, <laughs> man. You're going to have so much time to finish that game. 
Just, nah, just baby in arms controller. Listen, you can't throw the controller. Listen, I, was, I was telling Cole this before I came in. I was like, the only people that play the game know what I'm talking about. I went to like the Linwood Tunnels, which is a space where they got these rock monsters. And I was nervous because you get nervous in the game because if you die and you die twice, you lose everything you collected. It's like, boom, it's done. So I go in this tunnel and I'm like, I don't know where the save point's at. I'm going through the tunnel. I'm doing really good. No, I ain't getting hit. Nothing. I get to the boss. It's a big stone monster. I'm like, all right. I got this. I got all my lives. I, got, I mean, all my lives. I got my potions. I'm good. I've leveled up. Got my wolves out. We fighting. I got this little bass. This you got rock a monster. crew of wolves? Yeah. Something you get early in the game. I got this crew of wolves and they're attacking. I'm, I'm, and you have, the game is you have to be patient. If you're not patient in Elder Ring, don't play it. And I'm not a patient gamer, but you have to learn how to be patient. So I'm going through this boss fight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to beat him. I get him to his last chunk of energy, like this last thing. He does this one, this windmill attack. And I died. And I was like, son of a bitch. And in my head, I'm like, I'll just go back and I'll beat him again. Now I'm impatient because I want to get back to him. So I go down there. I've left like 6,000 rooms. I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm going to get these rooms. Going down to go get the rooms. Skeleton jumps me from behind, shanks me, I'm dead. <laughs> I haven't played the game since. That was a my skeleton. That was yeah. it. it was a flamethrowing skeleton. And he snuck up behind me and I forgot he was there. And I'm, I'm smashing through and he kills me. And my runes are now gone. All the stuff that I collected is gone. That was last Thursday. I haven't touched the game since. <laughs> was- I won't touch it. I won't play it. Because I'm mad now. I've lost everything I worked for. You can't, like, rage quit and then go back to where you were. It's, it's done. You just lost it. Oh, it's it. Yeah, now so I got to So what's the point in the save points? Well, you have to collect stuff again. So you got to start rune fun. Man, that game is... Oh, my God. So I went back to playing Horizon Forbidden West. WWE 2K just came out, so I'll be playing that. Oh, I got to get that. I'll get the guts to play Elden Ring again, but I'm so mad because I lost everything. And I had, all it was, like, because in, in your head in Elden Ring, you always think, what could I have done differently right here? And I've been replaying that scene for, like, the last week because it, it was one hit. I only needed one hit. And I should have back, backed up when I should have charged them. <laughs> I feel like it's still weighing heavy. <laughs> I hate the, I, I hate this game, but I'm going to play it again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're gonna have so much, so much time to do it. Outside of that, the last thing in terms of Parrington to touch on is how's the wife? Because I, I feel like that baby. Yeah, you'll see her this weekend. <laughs> she's so sick of it's, being it's pregnant. That point. Yeah, she's. Oh my god. I feel like women flip the switch, and it's just like enjoying pregnancy, and then they do like the little like super big belly photo shoot. Now my wife doesn't. And then like the casting, mm-hmm. and then my wife hates. My wife hated every moment <laughs> of being pregnant. She says it every day. Every day she makes the same sound. It's like this. And I know what sound that is, and it's like she's hated every. There is no pregnancy glow. Like she hates it every step of the way. She can't wait for it to like, get this. She calls it a parasite. Get this parasite out of me. Like, just get it out. My wife is not enjoying this. She can't wait to get this baby back. She wants her body back. She wants her body has been hijacked by this thing. She's not having it. So she ain't ready for a third. No, we were talking about it the other night. Just like, she was like, do you think I'm crazy enough to have a third one? Because the reason why we had a second one is because we were so far removed from the first that she forgot. (laughs) And then when it started again, she was like, now I remember why I don't want to do this again. And she was like, don't let me be stupid and try to have a third kid. I'm like, all right. I mean, you just like, yo, listen, I don't have to birth the child. So, like, let's just keep, I'm let's just keep like, going. <laughs> I just want to start drinking again. <laughs> so, like, get this baby out of here so I can start drinking again. What? If it's not a boy, if you have two girls, no. going for a third. No. Well, I say, this so is the, why, this the is why hell I say name no. ends here. Yeah. This is why I say no. Because all that's going to happen is I'm going to have a third girl. <laughs> no, that's not the yeah, I'm Third gonna have time's a, the charm. And then I'm going to have a house run by estrogen. That's and tough. Like, if you see my family, there's, my father-in-law doesn't talk. He just says nothing. <laughs> he ever. just chills. My brother-in-law is he's a psychopath. He just does whatever he wants. But we have, all the women in our family talk a lot. And there's a lot of them. So it's my- But your wife has- my wife has a sister, sister and a brother, brother, right. brother youngest. So yes. he was the third. Yes. So then I feel like it's it's in the cards. And man, I ain't rolling. If I have three kids, that's a. If I have three girls, my bad. If I have three girls running my house, it's a lot. I can't take it. I mean, right now, like when all the kids are there, cast keeps me sane. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's it's my wife, my stepdaughter lives with us, and then 
Leia and Maddie comes, and then it's just a bunch of girls overrunning it. And poor Cass is just like, yo, leave me alone. He throws the blanket all the way over his head (laughs) on the couch, and he's just under there with his switch, like, to tune out the world. Because I'm like, yeah, all right, I get it, man. It's just a bunch of crazy girls watching wild videos on YouTube and, like, doing makeup and a bunch of stuff he doesn't even care about. Yeah, no. But, yeah, you're oh, man, Kenny's still so young. I, having multiple kids is fun. As they grow up, it is funny to watch. I'm in that stage now where it's just funny. Now, every other week, they come to me trying to convince me on letting them get a piercing. I, we have moved on from makeup. I'm reason. in the piercing stage of life where I'm going to throw my shoe at my stepdaughter here in a second. Uh, because every time she comes home, she's grown now. But I told her, we still tussle. So <laughs> she, every time she comes home, she'll be like, Kel. And I'll be like, what'd you do? And then she'll be like, so she either comes home with a new tattoo or a new piercing. It's like once, once a month for the past three months she has. So now she has another nose piercing, like the little bull ring thing. That's cool right now. It's like, yo, you're going to get rid of that in like a year when it's not in fashion. They got the ear. My Leia wants like the stupid bar in her ear that goes from like top to bottom. I don't get it. Granted, I had tattoos pretty young, young and early, but I, I don't understand the fad of it. Save your money. Get good stuff. And I never understood piercings anyway. I feel like you were a piercing guy. No. Never had a nose piercing? Never had. I mean, I, you don't have a tattoo. Right? I don't have a tattoo or a piercing. That is very weird. But I mean, you were very broke in college. Yeah, I was very so broke. So it takes some, it takes some money to get it. And I was also stuff. very indecisive. Like, if I got a tattoo, and I was like, this got to be something that's permanent. So you're not getting a tattoo? No, not. No, I'm no, I'm way past that stage. I'm not gonna be you're that never, old. You're never too old. No, yes, you are. No. There, there's an old man in the club. Like once you have one, yes, you broke the seal, you can have more. But for me to get my first tattoo now would be stupid. I mean, you got the kids now. So you incorporate like some kids into it. Nah. No. Cole, you got a tattoo? No, no tattoos for Cole. Brian tattoo. Yeah. One. Okay, I see it. On the wrist. And we're not piercing people in here, I guess. Nah, nah. No tattoos. Shout out to AJ Reverse Rat Pack, who got the same piercing. Yeah, the separate My stepdaughter joint. has. I was like, oh my God, why is everyone getting this? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. It just looks like a bull ring. Like, yeah. I don't, you, it looks like the rock old school Brahma Bull tattoo that oh, he has since got cover up. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Um, so, yeah, good luck. This is, it's interesting seeing you, um, you know. I'm excited for the new baby. I'm excited for the baby shower. But I'm also excited for like the next 15 years of craziness because that's when you're going to be an old man. That's when the whole beard goes like ghostly gray. Yep. And then it's, yeah, at that point, it's it's time. So I can't, can't wait. Um, let's hit our break, though, because we're here to talk MMA. So we're going to preview an entire weekend of MMA here coming up in a second. You guys don't go anywhere. We're talking UFC 272 right after this. All right, everybody, we are back. As promised, we are talking UFC 272. A card was the mega, the MAGA powers yes. explode. A lot of buildup. Best friends become enemies. Friends become foes. All of this. The buildup to me was better than the fight. And the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go, which is Colby used his wrestling and in the brief moments he did not, Masvidal landed enough to remind him why he should use his wrestling. Um, I said this, <laughs> I said this on Sirius today. This was the most inconsequential UFC pay-per-view ever. Because, here's why. Okay. Kobe Covington beats Jorge Masvidal. Yep. We all expected that. Big deal. Fazeev gets hurt. Moicano steps in to fight Rafael Dos Anjos. Doesn't matter. Whatever Dos Anjos wins, it doesn't move him up or down the rankings. Doesn't matter. Kobe can't go any higher than he is at number one. No. Nobody expected Masvidal to win. Anybody, except for Drake. Drake's dumbass. <laughs> Masvidal to win. A smooth 250. 
Um, the only fight on this card that did something for anybody, Bryce Mitchell. Yep. Beating Issa Barbosa in a Diet Khabib kind of way. But if you, if, if, when you watch your favorite TV show and you're going through a series and they have that one episode that means absolutely nothing, you can still watch the show and not miss a beat, this was that card. So the entire second season of The Wire. No, 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 <laughs> I was gonna say, no. It's completely skippable. No, it's the entire not. second, the docs, all no, that. No, no, you you don't skip do that. The entire no, you can't. You cannot <laughs> skip the, the entire second season of The Wire sets up Marlo Stansfield and everything else moving forward. Please Once stop. you watch it once, no. if you do a rewatch, you can skip that entire No, season. it's not skippable. It may not be everybody's favorite, <laughs> but it's a table setter. Don't do that. This was an episode, this, this UFC card did nothing for anybody. Like Bryce Smith moved up, I think, one spot in the rankings. Kobe couldn't do anything. The fight itself went how we guessed. But here's the thing. Masvidal just signed a new deal. Yeah. To get beat. He's lost three in a row now. How many fighters you know lose three fights in a row and sign a new lucrative deal, making them allegedly the top three highest paid fighters in the UFC? What, what are we doing? He could have gave that money to Francis. But, I mean, neither here nor there. I mean, I just don't understand the logic in it because I said this on the last show. He beat Ben Askren, yep. who should have lost to Robbie Lawler. Then, he, then Askren lost to Damian Maia, got bounced out of the UFC, and got knocked out by Jake Paul. That's, that's who Ben Askren you, is. Okay, you're keeping that on the resume. <laughs> it, but that's what it was. Nate Diaz hadn't beat anybody aside from, he beat Anthony Pettis, but he beat Conor McGregor in 2016. Yeah, He's short notice. Very glorified journeyman. Sure. He beat Darren Till who has since gone 1-4, barely getting by Kelvin Gastelum. These aren't big wins for Masvidal to get a new contract. He's not a title contender. He's, he shouldn't even be ranked in the top 10. But it, the fact remains is that his three losses are two to the champ and one to the number one contender. Yeah, th- those three losses that he just had, right? Yes, he got knocked out by Usman, and he won one round against Usman. In yeah. the, one round on one scorecard. And then he got knocked out. And against Covington, how many rounds did he win? One round on, I think, one, maybe two scorecards. Yeah. I know he got 10-8 in the round, too. He got 10-8, which is kind of weird. Like, I didn't think I mean, he, he got was... dominated. Like, he got wrestled, but he wasn't, like, in position to actually lose the fight, in my opinion. But he, either way, he's getting a top three paid fighter. Like, what do you... I got... I, I've said it's it a before. Draw. There's a Is he after this? Yeah, I, I think how you lose, you know, against Kamaru was lights out, getting knocked out. But losing this one, I think his fans justify like, oh, you're a punk for just wrestling, Colby. It's ridiculous. That's that, what Colby but does. But that's still enough for casuals to be like, oh, that's whack. Like wrestling, you just wrestled him. What, the first Usman fight, didn't they critique him for uh, foot stomping? Yeah. And they're like, Usman, you just foot stomped. He's like, all right, cool, wait, hold on. You knocked him out. Hold this. So, so let's start this backwards when we start talking about their futures. Masvidal, Conor McGregor. Yeah. That's, that's the fight. To today. be fair, any journeyman, your fight is Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. But I'm saying, Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor, for the fictional BMF title. I like, want to do that. Sure. Because Conor doesn't need to be anywhere near a title shot. Masvidal is definitely not. Conor McGregor's. He looks like he's too big for lightweight. He needs to fight a welterweight. That gets Conor the next welterweight title shot if he beats Masvidal. No. By the way. It doesn't. He skips the line completely. No, he does. He does not skip Hazmakmaev. He does not. I think he jumps. No, he doesn't. I think He doesn't. Not beating Masvidal does nothing for anybody right now. I'm just letting you know the star power of Conor and the Masvidal win might jump. No. Um, I think he jumps Islam tomorrow if he wants to. No. Which is also ridiculous. It's all bad. But that's the fight to make is Masvidal and McGregor. That's it. There is no other fight that's in the welterweight division for Masvidal that he can win. Like, he gets beat. Oh, that he can win. Yeah. Um, he can beat Connor Because it's a largely stand-up possibly. fight. Right? Can't be Gilbert Burns. Connor's pretty fucking good still, I think, if he gets his head on straight. But the, like, fact, the fact is, it's going to be possible. a stand-up fight. Yeah, it's possible. Right? It, it bodes well for both of them. Yep. It's exciting for that reason. You're paying them both a ton of money. Yep. So just put them on the same card. Loser goes home or whatever you want to call it. Because if Masvidal loses, at least you cash out with a tremendous pay-per-view. If you put Masvidal in there against Gilbert Burns, who's already booked for Hazmat Kamaev, you can't put him in there with Covington. There's Vicente Luque, who it's I tough. think beats him. 
There's Bilal beats him. Bilal Muhammad beats him. But that's not a bad fight for him. But it's bad if he loses to somebody that it's not like a main event fight, right? You got to put him in there with, with stakes. And the stakes are fictional, BMF title, Conor McGregor. That's a huge fight that sells pay-per-views. You can't put him in there with anybody else. Sean Brady. You can't put him, mass with all, you cannot put in there with anybody else. It won't sell. Yeah. You don't want him to go against Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's two, two losses in a row, too, though. Yeah, but you don't, like, that's a, it's a stand-up battle that Wonder Boy is a better striker than mass with all. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's you, you need guys who are going to be main event, and Connor can't fight everyone. It's either Connor, there's two fights, Connor and Nate Diaz. That's it. No, how about I throw this at you? What if he fights Nick? Nick don't want to fight. Nick's under contract. He'll get paid main event level because now Masvidal has to be in the main event. It's the only way to justify his contract. So, so every fight has to be a main event fight. Him versus Nick after what he did to Nate because Nate, Nate probably just takes Poirier or Connor and says that's it. So after what he did to Nate, he'd be like, yo, big bro, come and get this. And we just saw him. Big bro fight Robbie Lawler. And it looked terrible. Okay, but people turned out and cheered him and applauded him for his efforts while it lasted. I think you get Nate or um, Nick. I don't think Nick fight Masvidal. I don't think Nick wants to fight. I think I think Nick, I think he'll fight for that paycheck. I think Nick's body language said I have zero interest in fighting. Like I'm here during the week. He, he his mouth said he, he has zero. his body. Like his yeah. body language throughout the week. His body itself. He doesn't look like he wants to fight. But that's the, the predicament they're in. They can't put Masvidal in there against the top. 10 welterweight. Now, you just got to go names at this point because he has to sell you pay-per-view. Yeah, to so justify it's, it's Connor. And it's a fight you could tell Connor. It's like, look, man, like we're going to make him a lot of pay-per-view bucks off of this. Yeah. And it's a way to move him out of the title picture. Like, he insists on getting a title. Dog, no, you don't, no. Welterweight, lightweight, don't matter. No, you don't. Fight this. If he wants lightweight, if Gaethje wins... It's probably his best chance at... And he gets murdered by Gaethje. Oh, hands down. I mean, I thought that when Connor was in his prime. Yes. Those leg kicks are just... No, he can't do Let it. alone breaking your leg against Poirier coming back. That's the last guy you want to fight. Right. It's a guy with his leg kicks. But when it comes down to it, it's a better shot at getting a title than fight, fighting any one of the wrestlers. Uh, you don't want to fight Kamaru because he's going to wrestle you to death and pummel you. You don't want to fight, I don't know... Hamzat, because Hamzat is just going to wrestle you and tap you. You don't want to fight. He's going to embarrass quickly, you. Quickly, quickly. That's the problem. Um, Islam, you don't want to fight Islam. No. Because he is going to take you down and really talk to you like Habib did. Like, he's going to, like, make it a point to not sub him and to really just really embarrass him on some, like, yeah, this is for Habib, like, talking. Yeah, you thought you a big man. You want to talk? Like, it's going to be all bad. Um, yeah, Gaethje winning is his only shot at ever touching gold again. And Connor was very good when Connor was focused and training all the time. And then it became more than that, which I can't knock him because he made a bill or a ton of money, a uh, hundred mil. Yeah, he made a ton of money, but no, that's it. It's mass with all Connor. Now, Kobe Covington, this gives me a headache talking about him. Uh, <laughs> he wins the fight as yeah. we thought he would. Then he immediately calls out Dustin Poirier. I love that fight. I hate it. I love that fight. I think it's a terrible fight. Here's why. You're weight bullying, first of all. He is. He is. Second of all, how about you need to be a top 10 welterweight? I mean, he ran through a good amount on his way up. He beat Tyron Woodley, who was washed up. All right. He beat Robbie Lawler, who was on the downside of his career. He beat Damian Maia when he was on the downside of his career. Beat a prime welterweight. Don't call out a lightweight. Beat a prime welterweight. Vicente Luque is sitting right there. Yeah. But again, to make money, to justify the position. And if you're Dustin, you don't take that fight. I think Dustin thinks he could beat him. I think Dustin knows that he's grifting off of him. He's not. And you just talked about my kids. Fuck you. I'm not giving you that fight. I'm not giving you the satisfaction of even fighting me. You talked about my kids. There's lines you don't cross. Yeah. Like... Masvidal and Covington got history, blah, 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 but they're in the same division, whatever. But you don't know me. Yeah, like, well, they know each other. You know, Yeah, former but, team, but like, you don't know me like you know Jorge knows yeah, me. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not your friend, 
Yeah. I'm in a lower weight class. I was a featherweight. I don't need to fight you at welterweight. It's not a, it, all you're doing is grifting off me. Call out somebody in the welterweight division. Call out Gilbert Burns. Call out Kamaya. Call out any, Sean Brady. Call out any of those guys because you haven't beat. If you want a title shot, beating me ain't going to do it. Yeah, Shemaev is going to be, no one's going to call him out. No, nobody. Even Usman oh. was like, I need to see him win. It's like, all right, dude. I mean, that's fair. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. Him. If he beats Gilbert Burns, that's it. He's a number two. Yeah, that's that's it. He's fighting you. That's it. And if you get hurt, I guarantee you, Hasman will be like, hey, that Colby boy, I'll fuck him up too. And that, that I, think he gets, I think he gets Colby after Gilbert, and that'll be his first like main event no, level get, fight. He'll get Usman if he beats Gilbert. I don't think so. I think they give him if two. He, if he wipes Gilbert out faster than Usman does, he absolutely gets the title shot. They will not wait. I don't know. I hope so. They they won't. If he if he obliterates Gilbert Burns, like if it's if he did like if he didn't get touched again, imagine that. Do you are you really gonna sit here and wait for another fight? I don't know. He's crazy enough to take another fight. He is crazy enough. Because he'll just if you're, keep the, if you're the UFC, people down. you gotta ride that wave. It's what you did with Connor. Well, it's the same, but it's not it's not the same. To me, I think it's the same star power, but it's not the same crossover power oh, no, 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 that Connor no. has. No, it's not that. It's just the the, the fact of the matter is, is uh, you got to strike while the iron, iron's hot. The mystique but is still there. still playing Islam too right now because now he has to fight Darius again. And then now, like right now, but, right now, you're telling me Islam, Makhachev is not the best fighter in that division? No, I think Makhachev is just I think it beats everyone. But I think they're... they're the mystique and the lore of what Hazamat has done already. He's I mean, a different level. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want me to fight this guy? Break his face real quick. Get him out of there. Quick. Like, he's not wasting any time with these guys. three punches. Yeah, like, total. Gilbert Burns is a former title contender. If you get him out of there and, and don't get touched or make it look easy, you're fighting Usman. And I know, and dude, this is what Dana wants that. Like, skip Covington because the one thing you don't want to do is rush Covington back into the title fight. No, he needs a win. He needs to fight somebody like Vicente Luque. He does not need to fight Dustin Poirier. I hated that call. But it'll be another, like, ugly win that doesn't sell. It'll be boring. Whatever. That's who covered. All right. I, I wrote about this. The UFC made the beef with Mastodon Covington. Not Covington. The UFC. The UFC told Kobe Covington when he won three fights in a row, you need to do something. We're going to let, let your contract run out. He adopted this ridiculous persona. Became the gimmick. I'm not mad at the... I mean, listen, I wouldn't have chosen that gimmick. No, but... But I understand but people taking it. the gimmick. But yes. the fighting style hasn't changed. He's been the same fighter. Oh, yeah. He's the same exact fighter. Yeah. People are watching him now, and it's like... It's kind of Floyd-esque. Yeah. Floyd was much better. Yeah. Fighter, but Floyd didn't get more exciting the more no. villainous he became. He got less exciting. He got less exciting. And then people were like, I really hate him for multi... Like, in multiple facets now. Because he gets my money, because it's never worth my money... But he always talks me into spending because I always think the other person could beat him. Right. Yeah, I mean, Colby's of the same ilk, except every now and then you get to see his jaw broke. Yeah, like Floyd didn't lose. That's no. what made it worse yeah. for everybody. It was like, we can't beat him. Colby, we saw him get, we saw, he just saw him lost twice. Yeah. But they made Colby who he is because Colby would have never did that if it wasn't for the UFC talking about letting him go. Fair. And so, then he made himself who he, I mean. Yeah, but, but, he's, but he was still the same fighter. He's MJF in it because I saw him backstage. I saw him after the fight. Full disclosure, I'm, I'm back there. They take their pictures or whatever. I saw him backstage. The gimmick wasn't there. No, it's, he's, uh, he's the gimmick. He is fairly polite and very nice to everyone. He thanked everyone in a tent. Oh, thank you for your coverage. Thank you for this. Thank you for, oh no, you guys good? Do you need any? Like he's walking around. Like he is, if I didn't know the gimmick and I had no clue who he was, fairly humble. In winning afterwards. There's no, your kids are this. No, no. he's just turned the gimmick up to the point yes. where he's somewhat worked himself into a shoot. And then now it wanes a little bit. You don't know where Kobe begins and the, and the gimmick, gimmick ends. Like you can't figure it out. But every now and then you still get the glimpses of actual Kobe coming. Yeah, but. And he's see. as nice and as boring as his fightings. Yeah, so that's, that's the dilemma. It's like, all right, well, you're calling, calling out Dustin Poirier and it's like, if you're Poirier, it's like, nah. Why? I don't even know if Kobe's really racist. No, I'm just, but I'm saying the gimmick is, it's like watching <laughs> Ann Coulter, and it's like at a certain point, you go, do you really believe half the things you're saying? Yeah. Or are you just saying it to keep an audience? Even Jason Whitlock. Yeah. There's a point where you go, I don't think you even believe I that can, shit. You can't, you can't. Like, right? yeah, like some people, I often wonder that, not to get too far off topic, but I often wonder that about Whitlock. 
Because there are a lot of black people and black friends that he has. Yeah. I wonder if they see a different side of Whitlock and be like, yo, you know he's not really Uncle Ruckus, right? Like, he's just, this is lucrative since the Kansas City star. Yeah. And he's up the gimmick and he keeps getting paid. I wonder if they see that side of him or if they're just like, I forgive him for being. I mean, they probably have seen that side of him. Uh, but it's just like Kobe. I see Kobe turn the switch on and off completely. But I'm telling you, when he walked out that room and the shades go on and the yeah. cameras, are, the, the gimmick's full strength. So if I'm Dustin Poirier, like, you can't use that to get a fight with me. Poirier, right now with Dustin Poirier, you're not getting a title shot. They don't seem to want to give you Nate, which They'll, is the they, next. They may give him Nate. I, I really hope for the both of them. They give him Nate. That'd be great in July. I think it's perfect. Because if Nate says, I'm not fighting Connor, what do you do? Yeah. Like, you got to make money off him in his last fight. So, I hope so. But if they don't, for any reason, Connor says, yeah, I'll fight Nate. Then Nate's going to fight Connor. Yeah. Then, if you're just sitting there with Poirier, you're not getting the title shot again anytime soon. This is probably your biggest moneymaker. If you can talk them into being a main event. Nah. Without a belt on the line. Mm-mm. This is what other money making opportunity? Does I don't. But it's, are you going to keep running through the rest of the division again? Yes, I, that division is too dangerous. I I I'd rather fight Kobe Covington to fight than is too Islam. Dangerous. No, I'd rather fight him than Islam. It removes. Well, everybody, nobody wants to fight Islam. But I'm saying that's your next but, choice. But if you're number one or two, no. You if, if Dustin Poirier sits back, let's just say Dustin Poirier sits back. We don't know if the Conor Third fight is ever going to fourth fight. It's going to happen. But let's just say Gaethje wins. I beat Gaethje. There's a fight that could be made there. Okay. Going up in weight to fight a guy who's... I would argue Dustin would still need a win then. He needs a win, of course. But fighting Covington does nothing for you because you're not staying in the welterweight division. Yeah. And the Gaethje fight does not pay a fifth. His contract is going to pay his contract. Dude, Covington don't sell pay-per-views. Let's be real. The gimmick is the gimmick, but he ain't selling pay-per-views. You don't think? No. It's hard to detach him because his pay-per-views were Usman-related. Right. They so were, does that mean Usman doesn't sell pay-per-views? Yes. That's exactly what it means. Okay. Like, so if you're Dustin Poirier, it's like you're a bigger draw than Covington right yeah, now. Yeah, Dustin sells pay-per-views. So he's gleaning off of you. You're not getting anything off of him. It's a good B-side. It's a good foil. I, I wouldn't fight it's him. like Adrian Broner. I would say you need to come to lightweight. Why would I go up to your weight? We got to be in the middle of this. Whatever, but I'm not fighting you at welterweight. And I think... Again, crossing the line with kids. Certain people, and I think Poirier is like this, Poirier looks at the situation like, I will fight you in the street before I fight you in the octagon for talking about my kids. You yeah. ain't making money off I'll no. break your face in person. <laughs> yeah. Just on GP. So yeah. that's that's my thing, man. It's just, and, and Covington needs to be the top 10 guy. That's it. Go pick on somebody your own size that's just, ranked in the division. I guess Luque is the only one. Vicente Luque is the guy you should fight. It's just, at this point, I it's hard to tell these guys after coming off of three at least somewhat lucrative fights to be like, yo, take a step back, headline this fight night. I mean, there won't be, I don't know what it'll be. Maybe it'll be a co-main because this shouldn't have been a pay-per-view. No. I mean, the April card is stacked. Yeah, it's stacked. But it's just looking like this fight, the only reason like, why it headlined was because Max Holloway got hurt and that you had a title fight headline in this pay-per-view. And he just stuck with this. It is what it is, but, the, you know, Masvidal... He's a co-main. He's not main eventing anything. Unless it's a fight night. He has to main event now. How? Because he's getting pay-per-view points as part of his deal. He got to main he'll, he'll be a co-main. Here's why. The last yeah. time that this happened, non-title fight, UFC 183. Anderson Silva and Nick Diaz. Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz, my bad. Nick, yeah. They haven't had a non-title, aside from Connor and Dustin Poirier, and Masvidal's not that. He's not Connor. And he's not in a title contention. He's not in a title eliminator. He just lost oh, another one-sided fight. Pay-per-view. So you're a co-main guy. You can help boost the shit out of a card. That's fair. But you're not the top. You're not going to be sitting at the top of the card. I mean, and there's cards that need it. Yeah, this card's going to need boosting. Like, this card was not great no, on like, paper. 273 has... 273 is not going to sell. Volkanovski, Green Zombie. Zombie. That's tough at top. It's a good fight. Aljo, Jan. It's not selling. And then... Uh, Hamza Khmaev versus, versus Gilbert Burns. That's like your that's that's your master doll position where you need to boost the card. Yep. You're not a main event guy. No, that's a that's a great fight. And then Dern Tisha Torres should be interesting. It's a good, it's a really good Gassel. card. 
It's yeah. a really good card, but there's no like star power. Because for all intents and purposes, Green of Zombie ain't beating Volkanovski. No, no. He got this by default. Yeah, so it's like you almost want to say that Sterling Yan should be the main event. But after what we saw Peter Yan do to Aljamain Sterling before the illegal knee, people think that this is going to be the same way. Yeah. So we might have two one-sided title fights on this card. Very possible. And then, I mean, May gets a little dicey. Oliveira versus Gaethje. I don't know if that sells. I don't know either. Even though it's in Arizona. So good I mean, gate. I think the gate will be great. Like, even, yeah, the gate will be great. Shogun versus OSP is the co-main? Yeah, I don't care about that. That needs a co-main. Yeah. We're talking about, like... They'll stick somebody in there. So. Somebody needs to yeah. sell. Even somebody. on, like, short notice. Like, you... Like, maybe Islam runs it back quick. Maybe. I mean, I figure Islam's going to be like, yo, I need a fight. Yeah. So it's like, you you played me, Dana. <laughs> like, you played me as a sucker. You and, I guess, Ali's big mouth on Twitter. Play me. <laughs> uh, the other fight I want to talk about this card is the co-main between Renato Moicano and Rafael Dos Anjos. The fact that they kept this a five-round fight was so bizarre to me. Crazy. Because Moicano's only fought once in a five-round fight. It was against Cruzillo Zombie. He got submitted in 43 seconds. <laughs> yeah. He's never been past three rounds. He's coming off basically the couch to fight this fight. Yep. Flying back. Why would you make this a five-round fight? And then, and th- this I don't blame Rafael at all. I blame Moicano's corner. Stop the fight. It's tough. I applaud his toughness. He gained a lot of fans getting through this fight. It don't mean nothing. Nothing at all. Because, yeah, it's if the ref and the doctor who checked him three times don't stop it, you kind of should stop it as his corner because you'd be like, yo, we, we have to have another camp and get back on, like, our winning ways. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a detriment to that. He got you can't take up. mileage off of the time. Yo, he got beat up to the point where Dos Anjos has clearly stated, yeah, I took my foot off the gas. Yeah. I was beating him up. And nobody's stopping the fight. This man is turning grotesque. He's looking like sloth from the Goonies. And you're trotting his ass out there to keep fighting. And it's like, why is this a five-round fight? I just couldn't. I didn't understand why it was a five-round fight. Nobody asked for this to be a five-round fight. No one. Dos Anjos, he's going to do it. But at a certain point, it's like, I'm beating him up. Just end the night. I don't know. It made everything go long, too. It made no sense. Um, before we hit the break, and then we'll talk about this weekend's card just real quick before we get out of here. But uh, shout out to Kevin Holland. We're on the winning streak again, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Big mouth. Yes. The first round looked a little sketchy. Yeah, I know. But, but then he like, gave the thumbs up. Hey. He was good in the choke, and then ended it quick in the second round. If the UFC looks at guys who are going to be entertaining and make you money, oh, it's Kevin Holland. Yeah, this guy's making money. Because nobody's talking about the fight itself. They're talking about the thumbs up. Thumbs up. This guy reminds me a lot of Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. He's like the black Cowboy Cerrone, where he knows he might not win every fight. He doesn't care. Right. He's out here to make the best fights. His style is always entertaining. And he's going to give you a show. And he's building a fan base because of that. I like it. I like it a lot. Just keep him busy. Welterweight division could use him. So it's like, yeah, I don't even know how you match him, but match him. There's, there's money to be made. I love the Donald Cerrone call out. I love that fight. I don't think he's going to fight Donald Cerrone. I just like it for Cowboy. If yeah. if Cowboy beats Joe in May. She probably won't. Could. He could. Then. He's, he's just, not like Joe's a world beater either at this point in his career. I just think if you're Kevin Holland, you want to crack the top 15 and Donald Cerrone doesn't do that for you? No. But. You know, you fight people around your your pay grade. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. That's a good name on the resume. It, no, it, it's true. It's just if, if Donald Cerrone looks great against Joe Lozon, sure. But if he doesn't, move on. Fight, fight a lower, just outside of the top 15 welterweight. Work your way into it. Because you got to remember, like two years ago, Kevin Holland was as high as thing smoking in the middleweight division. Yeah. Knocking out Jacare off his back and doing all those things. So he, he could pick up that momentum again. Um I just, I don't know if Kyle Cerrone still has it. He looks he looks like he's been through. He's the- lost his step. Yeah, of course. But that's a great name on the resume. But sometimes you catch him late. Listen, better not catch him at all. So I think that'd be like a, a fun fight for oh, him. Oh, and uh, Greg Hardy is done. Get him out of here. Did they cut him? I think he's announced he's a free agent, which I ain't paying sure. for that agency. Sure. Get out of here. <laughs> Yo. I, I, like, I'm sad of- then. A lot. I want to see him versus Black Beast. Yeah, he sucks. 
I want to see Derek Lewis just nerf it. He got nerfed by speed. Like he went out there, got taken down, and knocked and finished in what, like 46 seconds? Yeah. This man shouldn't have even been on the pay-per-view. I'm not sure how good he is at MMA. He sucks. <laughs> Marina Rodriguez should have been on the opening this pay-per-view. Jalen Turner should have opened up this pay-per-view. Yeah. Anybody, Maria Moreau should have opened up this pay-per-view. Greg Hardy? Yeah, now he's 7-5 and one no contest. No, he sucks. Get him out of here. Yeah. Bye. Bellator bound. Go, not even Bellator. If I'm Bellator, I don't even touch him. There's nothing the for PFL him. NFL probably ain't going to nope. take him. Get him out of here. That's what we got to talk about in the next segment is Kayla Harrison. Yes. All right, let's hit the break. When we come back, we're going to touch on Kayla Harrison, her new deal, and give a few predictions for this weekend's upcoming UFC card. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Right, let's wrap this thing up. We are talking Kayla Harrison to yes. start re-signing with PFL. She took her little uh, free agency tour. We talked about Greg Hardy taking a free agency tour. Um, no, Kayla had a real one. She was a free agent. She showed up in the crowd at Bellator, showed up at the crowd in UFC. Um, and it looks like at the end, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. PFL had the ability to match any offer she got. Bellator seemed to have stepped to the table with a decent offer. But at the end of the day, PFL matched that. And plus, you have the chance of getting a million-dollar bonus. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm going to run through your tournament like I have every year. You didn't really sign any new people that are threatening. I'm going to beat up the same people I've been beating up. And yesterday when she was talking about it, she says PFL guarantees her that on their end, they're willing to co-promote any event. So if she wants to cross over and go to Bellator and the deal can be struck for her to fight someone like Chris Cyborg, it's there. It's on the table. This was the right move. It was. There's one aspect I would like to see, and we'll see how it plays out, but I would love to see her move down to 145 for the tournament. Yeah, but in other promotions, your future is 145, You've wrecked everyone at 155. Yeah. If you're in PFL for another year, go to a different class and just try it out. Some different people to fight. Get your body used to the weight cut. Fight in 145 this season. Yeah, she can make it, yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people was like, she should have went to the UFC. I think it's an indictment that the UFC didn't come with a great offer. Yeah. The UFC, and if you're Kayla Harrison, I think now you are hypercritical of the UFC. It's like, you didn't even try to pay me? Like, y'all are missing out, not me. Yeah, y'all need me more than I need y'all. Like, she sat octagon side and watched Juliana Pena be the man in Nunez. She's like, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) There goes the money. Yeah, there goes the money. But still, I'm Kayla Harrison. I'm undefeated. I'm two-time Olympic gold medalist. I'm just dragging people. You should give me the Ronda bag. Right, like, why aren't you paying me? Like, yeah. how are you coming with some kind of half-ass offer and think I'm just supposed to go there because you're the UFC? No. Kayla Harrison is in a peculiar position where she's almost becoming Fedor. Where she will beat everybody outside of the UFC and some people won't recognize her greatness because she didn't fight in the UFC. Yeah, she got to run through Bellator first for that. I mean, really... There's a difference between PFL and Bellator. There is, but if... Kayla Harrison were to even beat Cyborg. There's yeah. still going to be people that say... It's an old Cyborg. Yeah. It's a washed-up Well, no, there'll just be people that say, well, she hasn't fought in the UFC. There's always going to be that stigma. But I think if you're Kayla at this point, you have to prove to the UFC that they fucked up. Yeah. That's just like, yo, you... How, how does Bellator and PFL have the best... You, you have more money than both of those companies put together. And you... What you offer me? Like 45 and 45? Get out of here. Now I'm going to go out here and beat all these people up you know what she also should do? She should go to AEW. She should go to AEW. Build a profile. Like, build a profile and cut this very simple promo. That one company has a Olympic bronze medalist, world champion. I'm a two-time Olympic gold medalist. I'm undefeated. And I'm doing this and that. Stack that profile. Whether you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. we're going to have to sign her. Because, yeah, it's a slight to Ronda. But it's like, yo, Ronda got bronze. I got gold. Twice. Yeah. 
I got to go. Tw- I'm the best fighter in the world right now. And it, yeah, I'll go to AEW. I don't need to go to WWE. I build companies. I make companies. Come and get me. I see people keep saying it all the time. Oh, she got, she don't have to. I, for, for us to say that somebody who puts their body on the line and fights should take a lesser bag to make us happy. Not at all. No, no, no. They really should pay her what she's worth, even if you have to do a, a fight and win. Right? Yeah, like, whatever. if you got to do, say, be like, yo, this year you're going to fight for us three times. So to match your million-dollar prize that you got before, we're going to do 250 to show, 250 to win. And we can match you however we want. Right. 250 to show, 250 to win. Then that gives you 500, a fight. And then you get to a mil, a mil five, and it's about even what you're making everywhere else. But you got to earn it here. Everywhere else is damn near guaranteed. Right. That's an easy contract. If you lose, you're saving half your money. Right. And then next thing you know, she's on 750, but cool, she got some eyeballs. If she wins, then you make sure that last fight's against Nunez. Right. And you make sure you're cashing out on the star on the Rio. Yeah, dude, it's just it's just the right move. She's I, uh, listening to her MMA Hour interview where she talks about she sees her window closing. It's true, but it's like she got to take care of herself. And if you, and anybody listening to that interview, you found... She didn't close? Well, it's closing. The older she gets... How old is she? She's only like 31. But you can tell that Kayla Harris is not very interested in doing this for the rest of her life. She knows she's in the prime of her career. Cashing out. Yeah, she knows she wants to beat some people up. But I like I was like, gosh, she should just go to AEW. Dan Lambert's there already. Yeah. You can be American Top Team. You can't tell me Kayla Harrison walks into a ring with Jay Cargill and people go... Ooh. It increases the profile. Yeah, like that's all you want to that's do. All you Stack need. it up. Stack it up. Let the UFC regret not signing you or making you a viable offer. Yeah. Very disrespectful. They can have the third best offer. That's crazy. That's somewhat ridiculous. Crazy. Um, so we'll see what goes on. Hopefully they're able to co-promote her cyborg. Once that happens. Yeah, Scott Coker, get it together. You need to yeah, do this. Once once her cyborg, and if she can beat cyborg, then the UFC better come oh, with Brett. Because then now it's like, okay, she's... Arguably the biggest star in women's MMA. Dana can't, he can't do this argument anymore. Who she fought? Can't yep. do that anymore. She nah. beat Cyborg, it's like, beat Cyborg. Yeah. And she fought the person who ran through your entire roster except one person. Yeah, and Nunez lost to Juliana Pena. So. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> get her. Yep. Um, and then this weekend's UFC card real quick to go through. Some decent fights on here. Some names. It is. We're starting with uh, Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. McKinney on short notice. Super short notice. He looked great a couple weeks ago. He might be a problem in this lightweight division. If he runs over Dober, who just had, I believe, was like an amazing fight with Brad Riddle. Riddell. Uh, Yeah, man. Terrence McKinney, short list, going to start climbing up that ladder. Ferocious style, man. He had the fastest knockout and then goes in there and gets a quick submission. He finishes Dober quick. Got, we got somebody to watch. I expect this to be a tougher fight for him. It will. Because there's no Dober, preparation. Dober is tough. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround against a... Everything's stacked for Dober to win this fight. So if you come in on this short notice... Yeah. And win, it says even more. It shows really how special you are. And uh, he got a new deal out of it. So Yeah, good for him. He's not, not mad at it at all. And then Khalil Roundtree, who uh, I didn't even know was still fighting. Yeah. Let's see. Um, versus Carl Roberson. All right. That's a good fight. I mean, yeah. there's good fights on this card. Yeah, that's going to be good. That should end in knockout. Yes. Um, Yusef versus Caceres. Caceres is always funky. Dude, this is a Sadiq Yusef and Alex Caceres. This is a fight to enter the bottom half of the featherweight division. And it's like Caceres has won four in a row. And he's like got that spider monkey style, which he's really yeah. mastered as of late. You, Sadiq Yusef is just strong as hell. I'm picking Yusef, but... It's going to be a good fight because Caceres, he doesn't really do bad fights. No, so am I. I'm picking, I mean, Yusuf, but man, Caceres, I've picked against him his last four fights. Yeah. He looked like he was on his way out and he just kept winning. Yeah. Oddly enough. And then co-main event, Marlon Moraes versus my boy, Song Yadong. Yo, Song Yadong is a Asian porn star name. Like, that is, <laughs> that is an incredible. That's name in the UFC, Yo, baby. Song Yadong. Song Yadong. Marlon Moraes has uh, struggled mightily. Oh, he's getting sent to the moon on this one. Yeah, and, and, and this is the point. If Song Yadong finishes the job, which I'm picking Song to beat Marlon, it's over. Yeah. This is amazing. Marlon Marais was the king of world, WSOF, came to the UFC, and was about a minute away from fin- winning the title. 
against Henry Cejudo. He was. And it's close. never recovered. He lost that fight. In his, he beat Aldo, but everybody saw that fight. Aldo won that fight against Marlon Moraes. Yeah. And he's lost everything else since. He everybody else has nuked him. Fight. Yeah. I can't. One minute has changed that man's life. He got tired against Cejudo. He had Cejudo dead to rights. The, everything would have changed. Now yeah. he's on his way out. Song Yudong is going to send him to hell. Yeah, I'm picking the same. And then main event, Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankaliev. Yes. Got it. Um, yeah, Magomed is winning this. I don't know what Tiago Santos is. He, he kind of gassed out after the John Jones. Like, keeping it close to John Jones, and I get it. that Those injuries, I think he tore both his heels yeah. and both knees yeah. during the fight. Like, that's a tough bounce back, man. But that was, like, the peak of his career. Yeah, I mean, think about it like this. Uh, that's more of an indictment on John Jones than it is, like, the ascension of Thiago Santos because Thiago Santos goes and loses to Glover Teixeira. Yep. Which, I mean, the guy's the champion. Hey, <laughs> yes, man, Glover. But the Johnny Walker fight looks funny in the light. Even though you beat him, yeah. Johnny Walker just got nuked by Jamal Hill. So they position this properly. Tiago's 38. Yeah, they're, they're put, using Tiago as a, as a jumping point for Ankaliev to take off. He's going to finish him. Yeah. His first name is Magomed. Like, I, I feel like We're right now point, it's just hot. He's like, got damn the Mega no, I was like, hey, Mag- man, like, you yo, got one of those names? You winning, baby. Yeah. Like, you, it's on a hot street. You getting signed. All of y'all are just next level. I'm changing my government to Andreas <laughs> to Magomedov. I'm getting a UFC contract and a title shot. That's it. Dana would love you then. Yeah. I ain't did nothing. Oh, uh, you got the beard? Yep. You got to grow it out a little gotta, more. Got to wear the, the fuzzy hat. Yeah. The fuzzy hat. Yeah. yeah. got to hang out and be like, you give me title shot, Dana. Yeah, brother. Yes. Like, you yes, say, brother. Yeah, you got to say that a lot. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Hey, because Saeed yeah. Nurmagomedov and then Umar Nurmagomedov was just on this card. Yep. And it's like, these guys are just killing people. And they're so nice. They're so cool. I just want to hang out with the crew. Yeah, I mean, But I'm not, like, not in, like, a wrestling training room. Like, not I'm even not in a going wrestling there. training room. I just don't want to, like, say a bad joke around them because I feel like they'll take you out back and then you'll never come back. No, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'd be real quiet. Leave you in the alley. Yeah, I just want to be, like... Kind of like the back of the entourage. Nah, I just, but yeah, I'm not going to AKA and taking like a Habib class because yeah. I'm just throwing up everywhere. No, I just, you know, everybody, you know, in high school, I have friends that were in gangs and we laugh in like the lunchroom. And they'd be like, you want to kick it? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you take having fun a little too seriously. I might end up with a bullet wound in my leg. Yeah, yeah. So if messing with their Omega Metals and their whole team, it's like they look fun. I, I have a feeling that like we don't have the same kind of thing. It's still mind boggling. That Connor rolled through with a crew of hooligans and threw a dolly at this man because they are frightening. Yeah. That, By the way, if they would have let Habib off of that bus, he might have killed Connor. Yes. We would, we'd have good chances. Good, good, good chances. So, whoever did not let him off of that bus, that's yeah. the best UFC move. That person needs a raise. Yeah. I don't even know who was there. They would staff. be uh, inducting Conor McGregor in the post life Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah. this year. Post humorous. <laughs> <laughs> Induction into Hall of Fame. Like, let's, let us pray. For it'd, be, it'd be all bad. Yeah. So, no, nah, this fight card should be entertaining. It, it shapes up on paper to be a lot of finishes. Should be, yeah, it should be a fun card. So, not bad there. That's our time for today, though. So we appreciate everyone coming through, listening. A lot of good MMA on today's show. That means we're coming back this weekend. I feel like there's not even boxing. Not this really. We, we, I mean, we have to talk about Chocolatito. Maybe. Or, or we could just talk pro wrestling. Pro wrestling card. <laughs> yes. I feel like we got to recap AW. Smoking it. Because that was, cr- man, smoking it. Delivered. Now I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, no. Meanwhile, because you know what's next, baby? Vegas. Yes. Producer Cole in the building with us. Yeah. Uh, Dre, you'll still be on paternity, but I'm assuming you come out. No, I'll be back. I'll be back. That's May. That's the end of May. Okay. Well. I'm only taking. I'm only taking a couple weeks off once this baby comes. Okay. I will be here for double or nothing. All right. And good. Good. Like Canelo weekend might be your grand entrance. Actually, probably Shakur Stevenson. Oscar. Oh, you coming? I'll probably be, be there for that. All right. But yeah, double or nothing week. Yeah. We can talk about NXT 2.0. Dolph Ziggler. When things, what? I can talk about all this stuff. Yeah. So, all right. We talked ourselves into it. Wrestling show on this Saturday because on Sunday I'll be hosting the baby shower, like we talked about to begin with. So, in the meantime, shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, everyone for holding it down, everyone at the Wynn Resort in Vegas. If you guys are here on Sundays, 
and Wednesdays, come check us out. We got the big, like, fish eye bubble in front where you guys can watch the show, listen to the show. We have some fun over here anytime you guys are in Vegas. If you're here for Double or Nothing, I'm sure we're going to be doing craziness all week and oh. weekend from the studio. So make sure you guys... Already working. Yeah, make sure you guys walk by, check us out. We'll have fun. We'll have drinks at the bar down the ways. Like, it'll be a whole weekend of wrestling and wrestling fans. We appreciate you all. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. We're going to be brighter, baby. We're working out the, the, the lighting so you guys can see us even better. So check out Corner Podcast on YouTube. Meantime, stay safe. Stay Rona-free. Shit's still out there lurking in the background. Uh, it's going to be around longer than Sting taking bumps randomly wow. at AEW shows. So stay safe. Till next time, we're out. Peace.